Hello and welcome to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. I'm John Stillman, alongside Joel Johnson, Certified Financial Planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. And if and when the Yukon Huskies ever get around to playing sports again, well, that'll be more important. Joel, you're at home. Uh, things are different. What Are you wearing pants now? What's the situation? <laughs> Thanks for asking, John. I am wearing pants. I'm a little more relaxed. I have some nice black uh, blue jeans on. And I have a denim shirt. Uh, my, if my kids saw me, they would say I'm truly in dad garb. Yep. Um, but I am very comfortable. And it's interesting. I, I'm glad you mentioned this. You know, we're considered by the governor here um, a, a essential business. You know, we're a financial services firm. We handle people's money. So we're essential. And I am so grateful. About three years ago, um, maybe a little bit longer than that, Peggy in my office um, said, you know, the regulators say we've got to set up a disaster plan, so let's set up a disaster plan. So way back then, she began to build a plan so that if the building gets hit by an asteroid or a hurricane comes through, we can operate from anywhere in the country. And we had to contact every outside partner that we have, Fidelity, who does our custody services for our clients' money, um, all the software companies we do business with. And we had to be able to operate from anybody and also make sure that they had a backup plan and so on. And so this coronavirus thing came along and, hey, we actually can do that. I'm pretty excited. I'm getting calls from financial advisors from around the country that did not prepare. Huge companies you'd be surprised um, to hear did not prepare. And so every one of our people are working from home. We've got video conferencing. Um, we're actually excited about this challenge. We're not excited about the coronavirus, but we're excited about this challenge. And what we're hearing from clients, and and we're getting calls out of the blue from people that aren't clients, is you know either their advisors are not set up for this, or they feel a little insecure and they really want direction, and they appreciate the fact that we're available all the time. And we do video conferencing with uh, with clients. We use Zoom. Everybody's heard of Zoom now, I think, or most people have. We use that for clients, and um, we can show them the financial plan. And you know, they're looking at our face on one side of the screen, and they're looking at the financial plan on the other side of the screen. And all the paperwork we can do digitally. So um, I'm excited. I know you didn't ask me for all those details, John, but I'm just I'm just excited to learn um, from a personal standpoint how great my people are um, that work for this company, how awesome my team is, and how well prepared we are for a situation like this. That. We don't know. We hope it ends quickly. It certainly is damaging the economy right now, but if it goes on for six months, we don't miss a beat as a firm. So, um, so I am very comfortable in my denims, um, in my blue, je- my black jeans, in my denim shirt, and um, you know it's going pretty well here. So that's how you're prepared on the operational side of things. I think a lot of people though are going to find that their financial advisor doesn't stay in business through this particular episode. Um, I mean, I remember I had a friend who was a financial advisor back in 2008. And one day, suddenly I saw him working at Home Depot. (laughs) He was no longer a financial advisor. So explain why on the financial side of the business, you're going to be just fine through all this. Well, I've run this company very conservatively, and I was I was telling my staff because obviously when they hear companies are shutting down, they're they're very nervous. They see their friends getting laid off. They see all these all these businesses close. I went to a car wash uh, this morning. Yes, I did leave the house, and I have my wipes and my Purell and everything. But I went to a car wash this morning. It was closed. Um, 
things I wouldn't even think of. I mean, there's there's ten employees in that car wash. That who knows if that operator, the owner of that car wash, can stay in business. It's right next to a big shoe store, closed. Um, that's right next to um, uh, I think it's like an Ocean State job lot or something like that, closed. And so people, it doesn't matter what industry they're in. If if operations are not run tight enough, businesses are going to close, and some of those businesses unfortunately will not come back. Well, I've run this company very conservatively. You know my. My ancestors are Norwegian. Now, Norwegians are pretty darn, you know, what's the saying? They got deep par- pockets but short arms. And so I was always taught to uh, to make sure you have a lot in savings. So I was sharing with my employees, we have a lot in reserves. We are very prepared for this. And, and um, you know, not only is it going to be an opportunity from a standpoint of, you know, being able to welcome new clients because maybe they've lost a financial advisory firm, but just – you know, being able to serve my employees, you know, letting them know, hey, we're not going anywhere and things are good. So, um, so yeah, so we're prepared for that, John. We're very, very prepared. And, you know, the other question you asked is, well, why would, why would financial advisors go out of business? Well, because in many firms, especially, you know, the Morgan Stanley's, the Merrill Lynch's of the world and so on, those advisors are employees. And so there's a, there's a cost to having those financial advisors inside that firm. And if firms have to cut costs very quickly, some of those advisors are going to be let go. Some of them won't. The big advisors that deal with ultra-wealthy people or endowments or pension funds, they'll, they'll be around. But the average advisor that works with folks like we do, you know, just slightly upper middle class and, and um, what we would call wealthy but not ultra-wealthy, you know, those kind of advisors will have a tough time. So it's a tough time. It's, this is not easy for, for everybody in any way at all, but I'm just glad that w- that we prepared and that Wendy and I are, are conservative with our money and and you know again not trying to brag here, but I'm feeling really good about some of the decisions we've made and my management team has made lately. Well, on a lighter note, Joel, let me give you the uh, tweet of the week, which comes to us from Bridget Delaney, who says, "In an unsettling reversal of my teenage years, I'm now yelling at my parents for going out." Yeah, and isn't that interesting? You know, because my parents like they don't get it. I was talking to my parents. My parents live in Des Moines, Iowa. I was talking to them, my dad, just the other day. And I'm like, Dad, you can't have the grandkids over. The grandkids are around all kinds of other kids. You know, this is asymptomatic. I mean, people can have this and not even have any symptoms. My son, who's on a Marine base out in California, five Marines have gotten this. And only one of them was mildly ill. The other ones didn't have any symptoms at all. They were just tested because of the close proximity with the person that tested positive. And so I'm trying to tell my dad, hey, people can come over and they don't look sick and they might be carrying this. You can't. You know, my dad's 83. He's had heart conditions and he's the, you know, the prime person that's at risk. And he doesn't get it. He gets bored. He goes to the grocery store. You know, I don't know what all the fuss is about. And so I'm trying to get him to stay in, and he's doing what I did when I was a teenager. He's going out anyway, you know, sneaking out the window. <laughs> he's not doing that. But I tell you, some of us that are baby boomers are realizing how strong, how thick-headed and strong-willed our, our parents are, and you can't control somebody else, right? That's right. And uh, I know it's tough to uh, be forward-thinking in some of this, and thinking about, all right, well, what's the next step for me? But Joel, let's take a moment to just kind of consider some of the things that once we're on the other side of this, whether that's a couple of weeks or a month or a couple of months down the road, um, all the things that you, you might kind of do a debriefing or a, a postmortem saying, okay, well, what, what did we learn for next time? Well, let's actually go ahead and start talking about some of those things. Next time there's an issue like this, what should we be prepared for that 
next time that we weren't prepared for this time. Like as an example, Joel, I think a lot of people right now are realizing that they don't have a sufficient emergency fund in place. Well, that's correct. And even people close to retirement, you know, the the clients of ours that are between 52, let's say, and, and 70 years old, people that are retired tend to have a good emergency fund. But people that are just finishing those years where maybe they put their kids through college or maybe their kids are still in college, and there's a lot of people my age that have just finished paying for their kids' education, and some of them don't have a very adequate emergency fund at all. Now, this stimulus package that was passed, it's increasing unemployment benefits. You're getting the normal amount, which up here in the Northeast is between $500 and $600 a week, and then we're getting an extra $600 per week for for a number of weeks. So that's $1,100 per week for a little while, so that's helping. But we can't rely on that. We can't rely on these people down in Washington, D.C. to get their act together next time. Got to have an emergency fund. It's really important to have an emergency fund. And, John, just to, to add to this, it's important to have a financial plan. So many people don't have a financial plan, and that's what creates the temptation in times like this to act out of emotion. I was talking to uh, Kara Sunland about this on, on Channel 3, that if you don't have a plan, then when the going gets tough, you just start grasping at something to do. Our human instinct is to change something. If you have a financial plan, sure, you still get nervous when the market goes down and when you see your friends getting laid off, but you have that foundation of a plan. It helps keep you on track longer. It prevents you from panicking as quickly. You might get nervous, but it prevents you from panicking as quickly so you don't waver like the rest of the world. Very interesting. And uh, just having the comfort of that plan can make a big difference for a lot of people. And Joel, I think a lot of folks have realized that uh, it's too late at this point. It will recover. But now they'll know for next time that they had too much risk. Their portfolio has sustained a blow that was much more than they ever thought, much more risk than they really thought they had. Well, correct. Most people over the age of 55 that I've met are taking more risk than they realize. And this is it. You know, they're realizing it right now. And there's two things that happen. One is they realize they were taking more risk than they realize. And two is when they were asked that question by a financial advisor, well, how much can you tolerate losing? They gave a very academic answer and, you know, very analytical answer because everybody's told, well, the market's going to come back. You just hang in there. All those cliche phrases that I was taught when I started out as a stockbroker that don't help when it's your money. And so they gave this analytical answer of how much they could tolerate losing. But when you're in the middle of losing that or when you lost it, you immediately start to say, I I can't tolerate this. I wish I would just be back to break even. I don't even care if I make a return on my money. I just want a return of my money. And so that's another thing that you know people need to realize that most people are taking too much risk. And it's time to regroup. Here's the other lesson, folks, that it's so important you understand because we have people calling us wanting to become clients and they say, great, I'm ready to come on board, but I don't want to sell now. Things are too low. No, 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 no. You don't get out of the market necessarily unless you had too much exposure in the first place. You just reshuffle reallocate, redesign what is in the market. So just because I own Exxon stock, and it's down, it doesn't mean when I sell my Exxon stock, I'm getting out of the market, so I'm not going to get the opportunity to bounce back up. It's that the question is, should I own that stock when it comes to bounce back up? Uh, and, and so that's the key, is just because you reshuffle or readjust your plan, it doesn't mean 
you're selling for a loss. You're selling maybe one item or a number of items for a loss, but you're immediately reallocating that so that you will be here for the bounce. So, you know, I'm talking about a lot of things here, John. I'm, I'm jumping all over the place, but it's just, it's so important people don't get complacent and say, well, I'm just going to wait for things to come back. If you don't feel good about your situation right now, your situation was not right in the beginning. So let's get it right because the market will recover. This American economy that we have is is a great economy. We have wonderful people in this country. You know, if you're one of those people that think all the problems in the world are blamed on the USA, please don't come into our office because we have an awesome country. We have awesome people in this country. We will bounce back and we'll be stronger than ever. And when we bounce back, you want to be positioned properly. So folks, if you want our help, if you want to reassess your financial plan without making a big commitment, without committing to become a client, without any obligation, without us making you feel uncomfortable, we are here to help. In the last couple of weeks, we have had well over 100, maybe 200 inquiries of people just saying, can I have that 15-minute phone call that you talked about? So that's what I want you to do now. Call us, set up a time to get a 15-minute phone call. One of our extremely qualified and expert financial advisors that, that, and again, we focus on people that are within 10 years of retirement one way or the other. They're already retired within 10 years of retirement or they're coming up to retirement and they're within 10 years of retirement. We can help you, but give us a call. It's an easy thing to set up. It's a 15-minute visit. We can do that through Zoom, through video conferencing, through Skype. We can just do it on the phone. It doesn't have to be complicated, but we will assess your situation very, very quickly. Call it a triage appointment and let you know if we see anything, if anything's sticking out to us that doesn't seem right, that puts you at more risk, that prevents you from bouncing back. Maybe you're worried about losing your job and you're wondering, am I gonna be okay? Maybe your company just merged and then all this is happening in the, in the midst of that. Maybe you were a year away from retirement and the market dropped and now you're not sure you can retire. If any of those apply to you or just you're nervous about the financial situation, this is for you. So give us a call, set up a 15-minute phone visit. You can decide if you want to take it farther than that. And again, we can do it by Zoom or by phone. But the main thing is that you call or text now and leave your name and we'll call you back and set up that time. It's 1-800-705-1232, one 800 705 1232. And before I forget, when we do that 15 minute visit with you, make sure you ask for my book, Forced to Retire. It talks about the seven things you need to know right now if you are forced to retire or if you're worried about getting laid off, the things to put your house in order. So uh, give us a buzz. We'll set up that visit. And make sure you ask for that book, Forced to Retire, and we'll get it right out to you. Again, 1 800. 705-1232 and if you want to text just leave your first and last name 800-705-1232 as Joel said you can call or text whichever is easiest for you just give us your name if you're texting 800-705-1232 no time like the present to have that conversation maybe it's the kind of thing you've been putting off because well I just haven't had time I don't have time to go by and get this money map retirement review it sounds like a great idea but I'm too busy well now you're trapped at home and uh, no time like the present to have that conversation. It's easier now. Do it on the computer, video conference, maybe just a phone call, whatever you need. We'll make that happen. 800-705-1232 is the number to set that up. 800-705-1232.
John, before I forget, too, I, I want to mention something because we're also getting a lot of calls, a lot of emails now on the subject of a 401k. Um, you know, many people are checking online these days. You used to have to wait till the end of the quarter. So it wasn't so, um, it, it didn't create so much anxiety. But now a lot of people are checking online and looking at their 401ks. And their 401ks are down. And even if you had conservative investments in your 401k, now is the time to look at that 401k and say, should I do something different? If you were lucky enough, and I say lucky, don't give yourself too much credit. Yeah, there's some smarts involved, but a lot of it's luck. Um, If you were, let's just say, fortunate enough to have a lot of your money in the stable value fund in your 401k so it didn't go down, Maybe it's time to reposition. I know it's scary, but you know the old saying by uh, by Baron Rothschild, when there's blood in the streets, that's when you want to be buying. So maybe now is the time to reposition some of that money that didn't go down into opportunities that are going to bounce when the market bounces. Maybe not. Maybe you found out, oh my gosh, I'm all messed up. I lost way too much money. I didn't know how this would feel. Well, then what we need to do is we need to do that financial plan to find out, hey, will you still be okay? Will you still be okay with this downturn? Can you still retire when you wanted to? If you're already retired, can you stay retired? So don't minimize that 401k uh, analysis that we can do for you. But um, again, we'll tell you a little bit later how you can take us up on that offer. Um, John, what else do we want to talk about today? Well, I think doing this uh, postmortem analysis before the actual postmortem of this episode is important. I think for some people... Uh, it's important to understand this is something you can change in your own life right now that a lot of people just consume too much news to the point that it gives them anxiety or makes them make emotional rash decisions with their money. You need to just, in some cases, I'm not saying hide and don't find out what's going on, but some, in some cases you need to dial back the amount of news and information you consume. Yeah, and I think, I think it was Dr. Anthony Fauci, which people have really become... Uh, is very endearing. People trust him and so on. I think right at the beginning, somebody said, turn off the news. Just watch a half hour a day. And he was mocked. Um, and I, again, I don't remember who it was, but they were just mocked. But you know what? It, it makes sense. You know, and folks, if you don't agree with that, that's okay. But it just makes sense. You can get your news in a half hour or an hour. You can find out what's happening globally. You can find out what's happening here in the U.S., you can find out what's happening from a financial standpoint, and, and you don't need to have it on 24 hours a day. You don't need to be checking your phone all the time. It's not healthy. I'm telling you, it's not healthy. And so what's happening to our society, in my opinion, is that because of this 24-hour news cycle, because of all the alerts we get on our phones and so on, it's creating a situation where because we have so much information, we don't make rational decisions. I see people come in here all the time, high-level executives with huge corporations that because they pay so much attention to the minutia that's hitting us all the time, they lose the big picture. And so I think it's important to just cut back. And a lot of people are doing that now because they're just so tired of the negativity. You know, they're t- so tired of whatever side of the aisle politically you're on, you know, one side blaming the other side for everything, the other side blaming, you know, the other side for everything, and it just gets it gets really tiring and it's not positive. Which is why, by the way, we all like to hang around positive people, right? I mean, nobody, you know, we watch the news and we hear all this negativity and all these people just criticizing it as, as if they knew what the solution was. 
But then we don't want to go to Buffalo Wild Wings and watch the football game with a bunch of people that are like that. We want to go with people that are relaxed and have a good time. So cutting back on, on the news coverage is really, really important. You know, I look at the Wall Street Journal because I believe they're more balanced than most, um, than most news outlets. And I look at Investor's Business Daily where I get the technical analysis of the market. And those are the two go-to things that I have. And yeah, CNBC is on in my office right now and I'm kind of keeping track of what's happening with the market, CNBC or Bloomberg. Um, but I do not, I stay away from a lot of the outlets that most people do because it creates a hysteria and it creates this mindset of negativity. Joe, you mentioned the importance of having a plan and the idea that having the plan makes you behave more rationally. It keeps you from making decisions that you shouldn't make because you say, all right, I, I know this was the plan. The plan was designed to sustain all of this. But but let's explain, like, what does a plan consist of? I mean, are we talking about a three-ring binder that has a lot of instructions for how you behave? Are we talking about a, a snapshot that just says, in case of emergency, you know, do this, this, and this? What, what does this plan consist of that we always talk about? Well, we favor simplicity uh, here at our firm, but that doesn't mean everybody needs a, a simple plan. So it can be anything, everything from a financial plan that, that takes up about six or eight pages all the way to this very extensive analysis of all your future cash flow and your needs that might be the binder. Um, but here's what a very, very thorough plan consists of, and then I'll give you what a more simple efficient plan consists of. A very thorough plan will consist of an income analysis. Are you going to have enough money to last for the rest of your life? And then a secondary question to that is, well, what rate of return do you need on your investments to last for your investments to last for the rest of your life so you don't run out of money? So that's a basic tenet of a plan. And there's some details and some nuances and it goes much deeper than that. But some kind of an income analysis where do you have the ability to have the lifestyle you want in retirement based on your savings and your sources of guaranteed income like pension and Social Security. So that's a big part of it. Then secondary to that is, well, where is your money and is it congruent with that? Does that make sense? Is there some dissonance there or does the way you're investing your money agree with what your goals are. And then we do an analysis of your portfolio. We do a risk analysis to see are you taking so much too much risk or are you exposed to the ups and downs of the market where when you start taking money out you're just going to cannibalize yourself. So we do this risk analysis on on your investments. The next piece is tax planning. Are you paying too much in taxes? Everybody feels like they are, but sometimes people that pay hardly any taxes feel like they're paying too much. And then I heard a podcast by a very wealthy person in Silicon Valley the other day that said uh, he wishes he paid more. So, you know, part of this is are you being inefficient, really, with your, with your income and your taxes? And then estate planning. Um, are your affairs in order so that you don't risk losing your assets to a nursing home or a lawsuit? Do you have adequate insurance? Have you thought through the way you want to pass money on? So we've got the income analysis. We've got the analysis of your portfolio. The number three is tax planning. Are you paying too much in taxes? And number four is estate planning. A full thorough financial plan should cover all four of those. And then what we like to do is we create this money map, this one page that has all your finances on it. And it's not an Excel spreadsheet, folks. It's not a bunch of lines with titles and numbers. It's a very visual with colors and pie charts and so on that anybody can understand. And it's got all your investment accounts. It's got your guaranteed sources of income. 
It's got what you told us you want to live on. It's even got accounts that don't create investment income or retirement income for you, like homes and insurance policies and disability insurance and so on. And so those four ingredients get all wrapped up into that one-page plan. And again, some people want it really simple. Other people want all the details. But that's a, that's a basic financial plan. And those binders that people get still just cover all those four things. They just do it in a much more detailed way. So if you'd like to start the process and get your own financial plan, give us a call. Again, this can be real simple or we can do a full plan for you. Right now, it's time to just call, raise your hand, say, I'm interested in having a conversation with a financial advisor. Again, it's a 15-minute conversation. Then you can decide whether you want to take it farther or not. 1-800-705-1232. Call or text us with your first and last name, 1-800-705-1232. Again, 800-705-1232 is the number to call or text, whichever you prefer. Leave us your first and last name. If you're texting, set up that time to have a phone call or a Zoom video conference with somebody on the team at Johnson Brunetti. 800-705-1232. That's 800-705-1232. Thanks for tuning in. Hang in there. We'll talk with you again right here next week. Same time, same place on Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Money Wisdom is sponsored by Johnson Brunetti. Investment advisory services offered through JB Capital LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products offered through JN Financial LLC. Johnson Brunetti is a paid sponsor of the Yukon Huskies athletic program. Better Money is sponsored by Johnson Brunetti.